bastards. Why are you torturing me like this? Why? <laughs> and welcome to the ancient slumber podcast this is show number 36 my name is chris ward and i'm a bad bad boy but today i'm being joined by mr myron schmidt how you doing myron i'm doing good how are you chris i'm doing all right you know i'm still surviving this pandemic and uh, laughing at the idiots as everyone else seems to be yep no that's where we got we got lots of them most of them happen to be in power I saw a photo of your fearless leader with a bunch of kids and their arms outstretched, and I just looked at it and I went, oh, God, you guys have a Trump, too. I think he was just doing a head count of which ones were his. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, I went there. I said it. <laughs> yeah, there was a there was a Trump rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma last night, and there was, yeah. supposed, to be a million, there was supposed to be a million people there. million? Yeah. Yeah, only 6,000 showed up. It's a few shy of a million. They ended up having to break down their overflow stage while the rally was going on. The big crowds, there was no big crowds. There was no nothing. The stadium was only like 30% full. It was. Does does the stadium hold a million people? (laughs) No, but you know how Trump is. The stadium holds, I think, I think the the 8,900 people? No. so, Rocket Rio 85, Iron Maiden played to 300,000 people, and that was a massive audience. You know, fucking right, million. Right, right. <laughs> well, you know how they exaggerate things. But the stadium for the photos looked to be only about 30% full. So, we are both, we are both graced with leaders who can't walk, stand, or drink from a glass. Without dribbling. <laughs> Leading us into this bright future that we're all supposed to be having. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, but, but never mind, because we're here to brighten everyone's day. That's right. We don't want to go down politics, and we don't want to do all that nonsense. There's enough idiots doing that all over the place. Oh, Lord, no, we don't want to do that. That would just frustrate us. Or not doing it, as the case may be. Correct. So we're doing, what is it? We're doing Evil Dead, is that right? Evil Dead, yes. Our friend Mr. Dinsmore asked us to do this one. Yes, he did, he did. And um, there's uh, another uh, person that listens to us, so we've got about two or three people who regularly listen. (laughs) Yeah. His name is Daryl Haynes, so shout out to Daryl. Daryl, how, how are you? I said I would do this for you. Hello, Daryl. And you know Chris, or you know him as Tucker Bain. On oh, Butterbox. yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's Daryl, and he's he's been a fan for a while, he said. Um, but we, we message sometimes. He's only on Facebook. You're not on Facebook. No. Uh, more of that later. 
You know, we have a whole Facebook group, Chris. I know. We'll, we'll talk about that at the end because that, that feeds into our next show. Okay. Yep. Yep. We'll talk about that. Well, end. we're doing shout outs. I'm going to give a shout out to Cliff Barnes from the Devil Times Five podcast because I forgot to do it last time. We did shout outs. And I know Cliff listens. Hi, Cliff. Hey, man, that's, man, Chris, we could be up to four or five people. I know. He just listens to laugh at us because his show is much better than ours. <laughs> Let's be honest, whose show is it better than ours? <laughs> Donald Trump's. <laughs> yeah, Donald Trump's. You're right. We could, do, we could do a live podcast and get a million people, what do you mean? We could. We could. <laughs> you and me sat on a stage somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't even get ten people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, coffee up, Chris. Could be a nice. Right. Yeah, all right. I do, I do have to ask, have you, have you gotten your eye test? Are your eyes okay? Uh, my, uh, to be f- honest, and this is gospel truth, about 10 minutes before we turned the mics on, I just booked my appointment with Specsavers. You didn't. I did. Oh, jeez. I did. I've got to get my eyes tested. I'm, I'm, I'm blown blind. Oh, jeez. I was making a funny because who was it? Boris Johnson's chief of staff or something? Oh, Dominic Cummings. Yeah, it went to get an eye test or something. Oh, yeah, you, Pat, yeah, you've got to drive 30 miles to this castle to test your eyes, yeah. <laughs> Wanker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and just in wow. case your eyes aren't too bright, you put your wife and your child in your car as well, because if you are going to crash, you may as well wipe out the whole fucking family, aren't you? Right. Dickhead. Right. Do as I say, not as I do, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're getting back into politics. We don't want to do that. All right. Let me move my let me move my obscure and carcass CDs, and we're ready to go. Carcass CDs? Oh, they've got a new one coming, haven't they? Uh, that's what I heard. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> and I hope it's as good as Surgical Steel. Yeah, I haven't played that for a while. I did put Heartwork on not what, not too long ago. That's still a fucking great album. I know. It's a classic. Yeah. I was listening to Surgical Steel last week. It, man, that holds up. Lovely. Have you uh, heard Paradise Lost, the new one? Yes. Obsidian. Yes, I did that a couple of weeks ago. I love fucking that good, one. Isn't it? That's a great band. They one are. One of my favorites. I love Paradise Lost. Oh, brilliant. Oh, I've seen them live four, four or five times. Fantastic. I missed them last time they came through. I did. They didn't play the, their usual venue. They played. They didn't do Wolverhampton. They played Birmingham, and I hate going to the centre of Birmingham. So I don't. Why I, is that? I just don't like it. Okay. <laughs> Wolverhampton's gotcha. easy because I know where the car park is, and it's about a five-minute walk from the venue. So. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. It's only a pound to park after seven o'clock, and I can just walk straight up the road to the venue. So uh, hopefully they'll play there next time. Yeah, my favorite venue. Usually you have to park your car and then hope you don't get knocked on the way to the venue. <laughs> but I think that, I, I think they've cleaned up the area down there a lot since I've been down there. <laughs> you want to try Wolverhampton, son? Oh really? <laughs> the pigeons fly upside down because there's nothing worth shitting on. <laughs> <laughs> my apologies uh, to anyone listening from Wolverhampton. I love it up there, really. Right. <laughs> There's a good venue up there, actually, called um, KK's Steel Mill. Steel Mill? Steel Mill. Oh, nice. It's owned by KK Downing, Judas Priest. I was just going to ask, is that KK Downing? Yeah, my good buddy Andy Thorley goes there regularly for gigs. Oh, nice. So, uh, nice. I've got the Slade Rooms up there as well, which is owned by, uh, I think it's Dave Hill from Slade. I've been there loads of times as well, that's great. Okay, okay, nice. There's loads of good stuff there. Cool. It's just a shame it's all in Wolverhampton. <laughs> Where the birds fly out because there's nothing more <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Black country oh. wisdom, fantastic. All right. Oh, let's crack on. Have you bought anything you want to talk about? I have not. Have you not? You know, it's been a it's been a rough pandemic, so no, I've not bought anything. And you know what? And all my stores are closed because I do a lot of 
shopping like at uh, I'll always peruse the thrift stores or half price books or mm-hmm. disc replay. I always like to get things used second hand. Yeah. Apart from underpants. It's got to be one of those shows. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you? Have you bought anything you want to talk about? Yeah, yesterday I had a nice little delivery from the good people at Powerhouse Films. Part, okay. part of their Indicator series. They've just released uh, The Gorgon on Blu-ray. Okay. The okay, that's film. an older one, right? Yeah, Hammer. yeah. Yep. Uh, Peter yep. Cushing, Christopher Lee. And uh, the, the Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. So I bought those. I hadn't seen that one before. Really? Yeah. That's a Hammer film you've not seen. I, I know. It's uh, Yeah, it's not a top-tier Hammer film, but it's... Um, there's no okay. no sort of stars in it, but it's not too bad. They're quite in- enjoyable. Basically, okay. it basically plays as a remake of their own 1959 version of the Mummy, but uh, quite enjoyable. Looks great on Blu-ray. Nice. Really cleaned up. And they also released, which I love, the Beast Must Die, the Amicus film. Oh, with the okay, werewolf gotcha. break. Ooh. Yep, yep. Love that Peter Cushing, Calvin Lockhart, and Michael Gambon. Great film. Looks fantastic on Blu-ray. One of my childhood favourites. Oh, nice. So that's what I did yesterday. I sat and watched those three. Are they in, well, they probably aren't in 4K, huh? No, 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 just standard Blu-ray. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> just standard Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> right. How quickly we move, how quickly we move on. And I saw, I see you've been showing your son the, the uh, Hellraiser movie. Oh, yes, yes, I've been doing that as part of his, uh, see, yeah, he's doing, going to be doing film studies at uh, Sixth Form College. So yeah, I've, that's what you said. Yeah. I'm preparing him by doing my, giving him my own film studies course. There you go. So, there yeah, you you'll go. do Fellini and Hitchcock and Orson Welles and all that. I said, but I'll give you Clive Barker, John Carpenter and Sam Raimi. Right, right, right. So has he gone to the Evil Dead yet? Yes. His three favourite horror films are House of a Thousand Corpses, Evil Dead and The Thing. That is your son. <laughs> it's is your son. You say that, but what did we watch the other day that he didn't like? He didn't like demons that much. He's not your son. No, no. The adoption <laughs> papers came out that day. <laughs> He, went, you just... he said, it's all right. He said, but there's no story. It doesn't make sense. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> and? Of course. Yeah, right. Sometimes I don't want Spectre. Sometimes I want the man with the golden gun. Know what I mean? Right, right, right. <laughs> it, it's uh, How come a man on a dirt bike swinging a samurai sword and demons doesn't make sense? <laughs> well, because, of course it makes sense because you saw the sword and the bike at the beginning. Right. Of course it makes sense. <laughs> But did we see the helicopter at the beginning? Ah, well, see, that doesn't matter, because he said to me, doesn't make sense. Why'd the helicopter crash through the roof? And I went, well, where else is it going to crash through? <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't there at the beginning. I went, no, that's because it was up in the air. <laughs> Think about the wider universe here. <laughs> There's got to be a prequel somewhere with the helicopter at the Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, please. I might pitch that idea to Dario Argento. Oh, God. Next time we're at one of our candlelit suppers. Right, right, right. <laughs> Next time you're at a master for dinner. Yeah. I, 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 I know you've been at all those dinners. You just yeah. never told us. <laughs> I didn't tell Mick Garris either. I just turned up. <laughs> In the closet, watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got spotted by John Carpenter, so I had to leg it. <laughs> oh, oh, so, yeah, so I bought those. They arrived yesterday. Oh, so, nice, uh, yeah. nice. Yeah, if anybody... Uh, Sort of wonders about those uh, powerhouse films series. They are very good versions. There's like not just horror films; they do all sorts. They're a nice, okay. uh, nice okay. series to, okay. to collect. They did, they did put out some Carpenter films a couple of years ago. They did um, Christine and uh, Vampires and Ghosts of Mars. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so uh, yeah, well worth picking up. Anyway, shall we move on? 
Yes, let's move on. Move along. Let's do some good, some bad, and some fucking ugly. Right. Oh, dear. I knew I shouldn't have had that coffee so close to starting. Right. Give us something good. I went back a few weeks ago and I rewatched a movie called Devil. And that is from 2010. It's where the people are trapped in the elevator. Oh, is that the Shyamalan one? Yeah, it is where he, yeah, it's where M. Night produced it, uh, directed by John Eric Dowdle. Yeah. And yeah, it's predictable. Yeah, it's goofy. Yeah, it's stupid. Uh, but I just love that. I love that movie. I, I don't know why I like it. It's, it's just a great movie. I like the story. I like, you know, with the big reveal of who actually is the devil rises up from the floor. It's, it's just really cool movie. Yeah, I saw it when it came out. I don't really remember it that well, to be honest. So I think I might have a copy somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I got it on. I picked it up used Blu-ray, but it's it's uh, it's very very interesting, very interesting. Yeah, are you a big fan of Shyamalan? Um, he is super super hit or miss with me. I mean, I think he goes that way with everybody. But I liked uh, the last one he did. I was a found footage sort of called The Visit. Of course, it was. Yeah, not it's not entirely. I've gone right off him, <laughs> but that one was pretty good. That that was a good one. Okay, so that that's my good. Is I, I just uh, if you haven't seen the devil, give it a watch. Give it a watch. It's a pretty good clip. As recommended by the Ancient Slumber Podcast. That's right. Well, Myron on the Ancient Slumber Podcast. Yeah, don't associate me. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, my good, you'll like this one. It's from 2011. And it's just been given a little bit of a Blu-ray makeover by Arrow Video. Oh. It's got Pollyanna McIntosh in it. Oh, the and woman? The woman, which I have to say, every time I say the woman, I have a raised eyebrow and have to go, the woman, like Roger Moore in Moonraker. <laughs> <laughs> the woman. That's a good movie. It is That's great. Good. It's a good movie. Looks great on Blu-ray. Oh, I bet it does. Yeah, the arrow cleanup is really good. I was, yeah, I noticed a lot more um, sort of effects and things that I hadn't noticed before on the DVD, which was very... Oh, really? Which is very really? good. Is that, you think that's from the cleanup or just watching it with a fresh eye? Probably a bit of both. Probably a bit okay. of both. But, um, yeah, okay. there's certainly... The detail's certainly a lot um, lot more clear. So, uh, and okay. also, if okay. you get the... Uh, I think it's still available. It's a limited edition, and you get um, uh, Offspring, which is the prequel. Yes. Yeah, that's on the second disc. Oh, cool, cool. So that that was my evening spent watching those two, and I do believe uh, that Pollyanna is making a third one. Really? Yes. Did you not know this? I did not know this. Yeah, I saw it on uh, on Twitter the other day on uh, feed. Yeah, she's. I think she's directing it. Well, she's certainly heavily involved in the production. Yeah, there's a third one coming up. Interesting. Interesting. The Offspring. I don't. I don't have the case in front of me, and I can't find the the IMDb listing, but is that like one of those eight films to die for, or is it a ghost house film? Um, no, but it, you could fit it in with those, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember the director's okay. name on that first one. Yeah. I can't either. It slips my mind, but, um, yeah, if you can get a hold of it, I think it's available in America as well. It's uh, a good little set to get. Yeah. I think I've got it. Uh, I think I've got, uh, got it on blue or uh, DVD. Yeah, well, I did have them on DVD. I upgraded for the Blu-ray. Nice, nice, nice. Because I can. Because you can. Because I wanted to. Right then, give me a bad film. I'm sure you've got plenty. Oh, God, do I ever. Now, this one, I actually, I attempted to see if I could change my mind on it. Okay. And it, 
I just couldn't. It's a 2016 film. Uh, I saw it, I believe, on Shudder. And it's a film called The Alchemist Cookbook. Oh, that, yeah, I haven't seen it, but it rings a bell. The title rings a bell. Yeah, I, it just didn't click with me. It's about some guy trying to do alchemy out the little trailer out in the woods, and something happens at the end. I, I just couldn't, I, I, it just didn't click with me. And it, I didn't click the first time, and I thought, well, I'll give it another watch. Because I knew I was trying to come up with some, you know, an ugly one or a bad one. And I, I just, it just didn't click with me. Anyone famous in it? No, no one famous is in it. The, the cast is like, there's like only four or five people in it. Oh, okay. But yeah. I mean, I get where he was going. I understand what they were trying to do. But it just, it's just one of those, you know, kind of movies where I think a lot of people liked it. And I'm kind of the oddball, kind of like Neon Demon, where it's more of a, art house type movie and everybody else liked it and it was just me thinking no i don't really care for it i don't mind art house but i didn't like the neon demon yeah but anyways i think this is a more artful approach to a horror movie and it just didn't click with me at all oh fair enough fair enough i don't know if that's on shutter over here probably not because you get loads on shutter over there that we don't have yeah yeah that's true exactly never mind oh dear oh the caffeine's wearing off now um (laughs) <laughs> these, inter- these international rights issues are a big pain in the Oh, I know. Yeah, I say I look at things. I see Twitter. It says coming to Shudder. I think, oh, brilliant. Oh, U.S. bollocks. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I want to see that Tom Savini documentary, but we haven't got that over here yet. I haven't seen that one yet, but yeah, it's on this. It's on the American Shudder for sure. And I think you guys have got you guys have got the um, Nightmare on Elm Street two documentary as well. I think we do. I yeah, think we do. We have. And I think Crystal Crystal Lake Memories is on there as well. Oh, I've got that on Blu-ray. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Inc- incidentally, I don't know if I've ever related this story, but I did meet Pops maybe once, and he's a very nice, very nice man. Yeah, you do. You do hear some stories, don't you? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, he's uh, he's really he's really really nice with the fans. Now, anybody else? I'm not sure, but as far as fans go, when I listened to him talk, he uh, there was a quote unquote moderator on the panel. And he really didn't want anything to do with the moderator at all. No, no. Didn't, didn't care what the guy had to say. He literally just asked us to ask him questions for an hour and a half. Yeah. And, and he was glad to answer all the questions that we had to ask. And he said he'd stay longer, but he just didn't have time. That's fair enough. Uh, no, he strikes me as one of those. Oh, he's obviously an interesting guy. He's lived a life. So, yep, yep. yeah, I guess he's just one of those guys. He's uh He's busy, he does a lot of things, he gets dragged from pillar to post to all these cons and conventions, and I think someone just caught him on a bad time, didn't they? Yeah, 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 could have. When I was down there, it was just, it was a weird time when I was getting his autograph, because there was really nobody around, so. Hmm. I, I got his autograph, met a few people from the Lost Girl show, and the new Battlestar Galactica show, they happened to all be in the same corner, they were all, you know. Oh, well, cool. Yeah, it was nice. Excellent. Okie dokie. Uh, what were we? My bad is Cabin Fever. Which one? 2016. Oh, so it's the remake. The remake. It's, yeah. <laughs> I watched the all three of the original Cabin Fever films. Which okay. I, I still love one and two. I'm not that bothered about three. But, um, yeah, and I thought, well, I'll, I'll stick the remake on because I can't really remember it. And I thought, oh, well, I'll see how it compares to the original. It's, it's fucking bad, isn't it? That is good. That is good. It's just there's no energy to it. Do you know what I mean? You, I mean, you could remake a film and you can copy effects or you can copy lines and copy scenes and blah, blah, blah and all that. But 
Something like Cap- the original Cabin Fever, there's such an energy to it. It's an Eli Roth film, so you get the feeling that he's behind the camera laughing his fucking ass off at everything. Right, right. And then to remake it without that sort of spirit to it, it's just, it's a flat and boring film. It's just a foreshadowing of a discussion we may be having later. Oh, okay. I can see where this is going. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be interesting, but which one is Patient Zero? Which is the. That's the third one. You know, I quite like that one, if I remember it, right. It's got moments. There's some good. Sp- I love the effects in it, real gloopy effects yeah. and that. But yeah. I think what the, my problem with it is they tonally, at one scene it tries to be serious, sort of epidemic film and like that. And in the next scene, you've got teenagers fucking having sex and bloody entrails coming out their holes. Do you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. And the, to- yeah, yeah. the two tones just don't match up. Fair, fair play to that, for sure. Fair play to that, for sure. The Cabin Fever has always reminded me of the, a movie called The Bay. Have you seen The Bay? Yes, yes, yes. Love The Bay. It's found footage. Great play. Uh, to be fair, that's one of the found footage films I don't mind. Are you feeling okay? Did you, in addition to dropping your mug, did you actually slip and fall this morning? Because it's made by a proper filmmaker. <laughs> Who did The Bay? I knew you'd fucking ask me. I can't remember his name now. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to have to look that up now. Hang on, come on into it. Don't you hate that when you say that out and you, you're sure of the answer? And, uh, as soon as I said it, I thought he's going to ask me who it is, and I can't remember his name. <laughs> 2012, The Bay... Barry Levinson. Barry Levinson, that's it. Yes, so a proper filmmaker doing a... a that's a proper found footage film. What else did Barry Levinson do? He did Rain Man, didn't he? Yeah, he did Rain Man. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, uh, yeah, there you go. I quite like The Bay, but uh, I don't okay. love it. But I think nice. it uses the found footage bit well. I think. Yeah, yeah, it was a good one. Okie dokie. Right, give us an ugly film. Okay, so this is, uh, as you might expect, I, I, I'm i going to keep my reputation going. I did watch at least one found footage movie. Yes. And this one is called Strawberry Fields, and it's it's just an ugly one. It is a typical trapped inside of a asylum, people doing experiments, unleashing the portal of hell kind of movie. It, it was wasn't bad. They could have shortened it up a bit, but it it was just kind of a mess. But they would it just did it have any melty ghost face things in it? Um, no, but it had a lot of kids at the end. Did someone drop a camera and get dragged off into darkness? Yes. yes oh, of course yes. they fucking did. Yes, 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 they did. But at least, at least, when they dropped the camera, no one went, ran back to get it. <laughs> You know, that sometimes can happen. But, you know, it, it wasn't necessarily a bad movie, but they kept hitting you over the head with stuff rather than just roll with the, let it be implied kind of a theory. Okay. They just kept, you know, repeating everything. It was a lot of repetitive line work. And, you know, the guy who was playing the main doctor guy was trying to be all tough and bad. And it just didn't work with his particular character. It just, it just, Kind of ended up being stupid, you know. And the, and the filmmaker hooks up with one of the, the people there. Oh, it was—it's just—it's a mess. It is an absolute mess. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and that's why—that's why I called it ugly. It, I, I didn't care for it, but it wasn't horribly. It wasn't like the Alchemist Cookbook kind of, you know, where I just didn't totally unclip with me. But I, I enjoyed parts of it. But it just was kind of a. Just a little bit of a mess. Could have used some some editing, could have used some different line work, that kind of thing. <coughs> okay. Could you tell your girlfriend to keep her coughing down? I'm trying to record it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I am not saying that one bit. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. Cool. Okay, so my ugly is from twenty. Start again. My ugly is from two thousand and sixteen, and it is a film called Tonight She Comes. C O M E S. C O M E S. Yes, a very ominous title, isn't it? <laughs> not in my house. She fucking doesn't. Right anyway. Yeah. Have you seen it? <laughs> I'm trying to pull it up on. I don't think I have now. No, it's. I love the artwork on the box. That's what drew me to it. And um, God, yes, it's. It is. I the the shot they have on IMDb. I can absolutely see that. Yeah. It's like you go buy a record based on the awesome artwork. Yeah, that's it. And um, yeah, it's a weird story. It. I mean, on the surface, it's a simple story. There's some sort of teenagery, young twenty-something people, and they're in this sort of cabin out near a lake, and this naked female demon covered in blood is sort of making her way to the cabin and but she can't come in because they do this that and the other and then and there's a bit of uh, hillbilly magic involved <laughs> of course there is <laughs> of course there is and it should be fairly straightforward but the way it's written and performed it's got this really off kilter approach to the material if you like it's not it's almost like they've looked at things like Evil Dead and Friday the 13th and gone, yeah, we want it like that, but we don't want it to be as simple as that. Right, right. And so there's odd decisions. Characters say odd things. There's, say, these hillbillies turn up from the 1930s. They look like they come off Walton's Mountain. They don't look like modern hillbillies, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And, and you, you think, and they're, they're casting all these spells and trying to get rid of it. And you think, well, where are you getting all this magic from? You know, when you're... Living in your shack, shagging your cousins and all that sort of thing, you know? It's just weird. Weird characters, weird choices. But it's not a bad film. Yep. It's quite entertaining. There's lots of blood and tits and God knows what in it. It's just could have been so much more if they decided not to be different for the sake of being different. Right, right, right. And that's my ugly. Interesting. But worth a watch. I think it is on some of the streaming services. I've seen it around. Okay, okay. Yeah, I picked. I mean, I got the DVD second hand. I think it was only like two pounds or something. So it's cheap wherever you find it. <laughs> Spare no expense. Right, it's like going into your your Poundland store and picking up a horror movie. No expense spent. That's it. Right, right, right. Speaking still, of, go on. Go on. Go on. I was going to say, speaking of no expense spared, our first <laughs> film tonight. Right. <laughs> Unless you have something to say first. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Press okay. on, press on. Press on, press on. Right, let's do our first film tonight. It is The Evil Dead. Let's play a trailer. Girlfriend, you take care of her. Hey, 
Right then, The Evil Dead, 1981. It's got on IMDb, although they started filming in about 79, I think. Anyway. Right, right. Directed by Sam Raimi and starring Bruce Campbell, Ellen Sandvice, Richard DeManico as Hal Delrich because of union issues, Betsy Baker and Teresa Tilly as Sarah York because of union issues. And the IMDb plot synopsis is... Five friends travel to a cabin in the woods where they unknowingly release flesh-possessing demons. Yes. I like the sounds of that. Yep, me too, me too. Excellent. Now, I'm going to ask something here, because you're older than me, so you might remember this. Was this film always called The Evil Dead, or was it called Evil Dead at some point? I don't remember. I swear, blind, in the 80s, it was just called Evil Dead. It's entirely possible. Yeah. It's, It's entirely possible. Somebody might correct me on this. I'm sure it was. And then it became The Evil Dead sort of around the time it got a DVD release, I think. Yeah. You know, and it's weird. A lot of these movies, I mean, this is one of those cult classics where I don't even know. How, do you know how it did in the theater? I, I have no idea. I don't know what the ticket sales were. I think it did well over here. But you know how it is. You know, nobody goes to the theater and then, you know, five years later, everybody loves it. Yeah. Well, hang on. I've got some stats here. Oh, no. There you go. The budget was 350000 and the gross from the USA alone was 2400000 and the gross worldwide, 2893000 Oh, nice. Yeah, it did. It did make lots of money. Yeah, it did. For sure. For sure. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So do you remember the first time you saw this? Um, it would have been probably in the 90s was the first time that I saw it. Really? I thought you'd have seen it at the time. No, no. I was uh, I was more into Jason, Freddy, James Bond flicks at the time. No, that's a crossover I'd like to see. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to win that fight, James Bond or... Well, James Bond has to win, surely. <laughs> they should resurrect Roger Moore to do it. Against Jason, that'll work. Moonraker two. He did it with. Uh, he did it with Jaws. <laughs> oh <clears throat> God, yes. But yeah, no. I, I saw it probably in the nineties. Um, I uh, it it didn't come on my radar too much later. Oh, okay. So I probably saw it before you then. You you may very well have seen it before me. Yes. I, yes. I saw it at the arse end of the eighties, and because this is one of those titles that famously got banned during the uh, Video Nasty thing in the early 80s. Really? Is it, is it on the Video Nasty's list? Yeah. Don't you know? Man, well, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that set of, um, what do you call it, uh, documentaries in, a, in a, quite a while. Oh, yeah. This was one of the poster boy films for the whole Video Nasty thing. <laughs> yeah, this was one of the main titles. And um, to the point where Sam Raimi actually came over from the US to uh, speak in court. Really? Yeah, even though I don't think he actually did. I think the judge said something along the lines of, we're not here to argue the quality of the filmmaking, we're here to argue about its effect or something. So, <laughs> And this was around the time, because, yeah, it got banned, and Palace Pictures at the time had the rights to it, and it was them that went to court. And this this would be around 84, I think. And then, because I don't remember, I'm a little young for that, but I do remember the adverts in the newspapers when... Evil well, Palace Pictures won the case and Evil Dead could get a video release, proper video release. Okay, okay. And I remember there was like big page adverts and, you know, the, the Evil Dead is back, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, yeah, and this was just before Evil Dead 2 came out. So it was one of those films, a bit like Texas Chainsaw, it was, you knew the title. 
Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Once they ban something, you've got to see it, haven't you? Of course. And, and as a as a kid, any quick way to get somebody to watch a movie is say, put the word banned, yeah, or stick or stick a parental advisory stick, ticket on it. You exactly. Know, on it, right. The only reason why I watched that mess of a movie called Faces of Death in high school is because they said it was banned on the cover. I have a copy on my on my shelf. And it, it, Do you really? It is a pile of shit, but I own it because it's a banned film. <laughs> it's a god. It's a terrible movie. Yeah, but it, I suppose I suppose there is a, a cultural significance to it if you're in the UK. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah especially like Cannibal Holocaust. I mean, it, it, that's it's a great movie, but it's I think its cultural significance is, is has more of an impact on the actual film itself. Okay. So yeah, I saw this in the late 80s and I can remember, I don't remember whether I rented it or whether somebody bought it for me, but I do remember sitting in little room we had with video and a telly and it was a Saturday afternoon and I watched The Evil Dead and I thought it was absolutely fucking brilliant and I remember, I watched it three times in a row. Okay, okay, all right, all right. And, uh, Interesting. So you know where I'm coming from on this one. Yeah. Yeah, this is to me peak inventiveness when it comes to horror films because it's cheap it looks cheap we all know there was no budget to it but sam raimi god bless him god bless him governor he's just as a filmmaker there's probably only carpenter really comes close for me okay gotcha gotcha in terms of what what he can do with the camera so i, I gotta ask what's your favorite sam raimi film man um oh if i say now it's spoil it <laughs> oh well you don't have to you can hold it um, actually, another one has just popped in my mind, which is not an Evil Dead film, which I really like, but uh, I'll wait till the end. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That's okay. Okay. But yeah, Evil Dead to me is, oh, yeah, there's cheap effects. There's lots of plasticine being thrown around and molded and stop motion and blah, blah, blah. But to me, it still works. It does. You know, that, that bit with the pencil getting rammed in the ankle bone. Yes. Oh. And it's, you have to approach this movie from do not, and under any circumstance, take it serious. Because it's not meant to be serious. It's a horror comedy. You're supposed to have fun with it. You say that, I think that was sort of the point that the judge came to in the court case in the 80s. And I think he's, it was something along the lines of this is clearly not meant to be taken seriously. Right. It's so over the top. And, and it plays into Evil Dead 2 as well, that, you know, there's a lot of the bodily fluids that get thrown around they're all different colors it's all green yes. and yellow and purple and that because yes. if you make it red then obviously it makes it more serious right 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 so sam raimi was very much aware of what he was doing you know it's almost like the same kind of a uh, attitude you have to have if you watch a movie called itchy the killer oh yes i know it yeah right i mean it's so takashi Mike is so over the top of the board that it's just like oh i get it yeah, I, I mean, you, you can apply that to a lot of films. I mean, I've heard people apply it to something like Serbian film. It's so over the top and so violent that it goes beyond being realistic that you just you can't take it seriously. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I get that. Sure, I, I can see that. But it, but they kind of couch it in a more serious note where, like, you know, Itchy the Killer and Evil Dead... They're really not being serious about it, I guess. No. Maybe that's the difference. But would you call Evil Dead a horror comedy or a horror film? I'd call it a horror comedy. See, I wouldn't. You'd call it a horror film. It's a horror film. I'll call Evil Dead 2 a horror comedy. Sure, sure, of course. But not Evil Dead 1. To me, it's a horror film with black humour in it. Okay, okay. In the same way that I, I suppose it's a, it's a 
more defined version of what Toby Hooper wanted out of te- the first Texas Chainsaw, because he always said it's a black comedy, which, okay, if you really wanted to stretch it. But I think Sam Raimi does it better with Evil Dead. But it is meant to scare you. Evil Dead is meant to scare you. You know, and there's nothing comedic about about the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I never, ever considered that a horror comedy. The only bit that oh, I always chuckle at is when... Uh, the, is it the cook says something? <laughs> look, look what your brother's done to the door, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Smashed yeah. through it with a chainsaw. I always like that. But yeah, um, yeah. a bit like me in my kitchen this morning, smashing mugs all over the place. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's. I mean, to me, Evil Dead. It's one of the iconic horror films. It's. I think it could be considered the first sort of proper, proper modern horror film in term for the VHS era. You know, before this, films were made for cinemas and drive-ins and all that sort of stuff. Big screens and big sure. lavish productions. And I think Evil Dead to me is, we've all got tellies now. We can all sit and watch these in our home, even though the screens are a lot smaller. But with a smaller screen, you don't have to have such elaborate effects because the picture quality is not brilliant. So yeah, Very true, very true. So to me, yeah, Evil Dead represents, you know, the, the horror movie going from the cinemas down to the VHS. And it does it effectively well. Yeah, I think you're right. That's an interesting perspective. It's yeah. still got one of the best scenes in horror. I think it's fantastic, and a lot of people say it, but it is true. It's the old, when she's doing the cards, guessing what the cards are going to be. Oh, it's yeah, like, right Ace on. of spades, yeah. jack of clubs, three of clubs, and she just turns around and the eyes are all milky white. And Oh, man, still great, still great. And, of course, this is Bruce Campbell. Yeah. One of his, I think it is his earliest sort of uh, feature film role. I think it is too. Even I think though it is too. he's not quite the Bruce Campbell we know and love from later films, but you can certainly see something there. Right. Y- yes. If only just to see Sam Raimi putting him through his paces and beating the crap out of him for an hour and a half. <laughs> right. Which is basically uh, what he spent his career doing, I think, to be honest. Yep. Yep. I think you're, you're exactly right. But why not? It works. So, yeah, it's in terms of its story. I mean, I can't. Were there any sort of Cabin in the Woods type films before this, or was this the daddy of them? I think this is very well the daddy of them all. Yeah, I think this is probably it. I mean, I mean, Friday the 13th's not really a Cabin in the Woods type thing, but I suppose there are, there are links there. But yeah, this is the first time, you know, kids go off to a cabin and horrible things happen. Right, right, right. Yeah, and to me, it's, yeah, it's cheap, it's nasty, it's rough around the edges, but by fuck, I think it's still effective. I still have a good time with it. And I think it, it 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 spawned movies like Zombievers and Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, definitely, definitely. You know, I think this is the this is the progenitor of those kind of flicks. I mean, it really. I love the fact I love the fact you mentioned Zombievers as well. Was that? I love that movie. I love that movie too. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've seen people online who've seen it and they go, "What is this crap?" It's, like, it's brilliant. No, it, it's not crap. It's a brilliant. It's movie. Evil Dead, but with beavers. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Who does appreciate a good zombie beaver movie? <laughs> I, I, I appreciate a, a, a good beaver, of course. <laughs> or even a bad one. <laughs> Had a bad few bad ones in my time. Yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, man, I want to watch Zombievers now. I know. I've got I a know. review copy around here somewhere still. I might have to put that on later. <laughs> oh, God. But, you know, but... Right? I mean, Zombievers, Tucker Dale versus Evil. I mean, they were, they are inspired from Evil Dead. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it, it is the original. Yeah. And, 
obviously, it's also the film that gave birth to the name of our podcast. Yes, yes, the Ancient Slumber Podcast. Why have you woken us from our ancient slumber? That's where I got it from. (laughs) Because I ripped things off. Right. People thought maybe we were being all... uh, uh, um, Philosophical. H.P. Lovecraftian kind of thing. Nah, it's for the evil dead. Nah, it's Sam Raimi. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically what I've said to my son in his film studies class. Ignore Fellini. Go for Sam Raimi. (laughs) And, you know, I could even say that this this inspired uh, Cabin in the Woods. I love that movie. Yes, it did. Of course it did, yeah. Yeah. I don't love love that movie, but it did inspire it. Hold on, what? I'm one of the few. I don't particularly like that film. Really? Hmm. I find it a little bit pretentious. No, really? Yeah. Yeah, How could you not? How could you not love that movie? Because so just... it's bits and pieces of so many are together. It's so it is. But it knows it's bits and pieces of so many things put together, and you just see. It, it's the modern retelling of Evil Dead. But I could just watch Evil Dead. We could watch Cabin in the Woods too. Because we have to protect the earth from the old ones. They're slumbering. There are bits of it I like, but it's just <laughs> overall... I guess it's because at the time it was... Everybody was going on about how great it was. And it's like, but I've seen all this stuff before. Well, okay. They, they did nothing and I get new. a bit snobby like that. I, I think the only new parts and, and what I really love is... It's almost like an anthology type of story to me. Because they've got the wraparound of the two dudes in the bunker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Brett Whitford Bradley and um, I, I don't know the other guy, but oh my god, they crack me up every time we go to bunker cuts and they something's happening. It's just awesome. Is Richard Jenkins in that? I don't know. Or am I getting that mixed up with something else? <laughs> am I getting him mixed up with something else? I'm gonna have to look that up now. Fuck's sake. But a- a- anyways, anyways, I digress. Yes, do digress. So, um, okay, so if Evil Dead was left alone as a standalone film. Yeah, yes, Richard Jenkins was it. He was the other bunker guy with Bradley yeah, Whitford. He's the bit, yeah. yeah, they're the two I remember. I like them two. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're funny. They're yeah, funny. Richard Jenkins is great in most things he's in. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, yeah, so if Evil Dead was left as a standalone. No, the best character is Mordecai, though, right? <laughs> the guy at the guest, shit, where he's got to call in and say that, you know, the, 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 the group of, you know, young whatever the hell have, have made it across there, and he's trying to give a speech and they're laughing at him. <laughs> And then he tries to give it again, and they laugh at him again. <laughs> Tell you what I'll do. I have a copy on my shelf behind me. Okay. I will watch it again, because it's been a few years since I've seen it. I'll give it a rewatch. Okay. I will, I will report back next time. I'll put it in for good, bad, and ugly next time, but just I okay. don't know which section I'm going to put it in yet. Okay. Just remember, you got to pay special, special attention to Mordecai. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Are you giggling again? Yeah, I am. Oh, our ratings go up when you giggle. I know. <laughs> okay, so you were saying about Evil Dead and then I launched into a whole cabinet. What was I saying? Oh, I don't Evil Dead, yeah. Obviously, it's got sequels and it became something else with the sequels. So do you think it should have stayed as a standalone horror film? Yes. You think it should? There should have been no more sequels. It should have been yes. cut off at the end. That's it. Yep. Yep. Sorry, Daryl. Daryl Haynes. The shout out at the beginning. He loves this franchise. Yes. I yes, know lots of people of this franchise. Okay. Yeah, it should have stayed. It should have stayed a, just a single movie. Well, and then Sam Raimi should have just gone on to make superhero movies or something. Well, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, I just, yes. Okay, interesting. With that in mind, then, let's give your score. What is it? It's a solid four for me. Solid four. Okay. 
Is that four pencils in the ankle bones? Yes, four pencils in the ankle bones. Well, on that similar note, I'm giving it a solid five pencil bones. Pencil bones? Pencils in the ankle bone. I'm not surprised. I love this film. This to me is like what Halloween is to you. Ah, I gotcha. I love the Evil Dead. It is, it's one of them, I saw it say when I was about 11, 12, something like that, and it's just, it's one of my go-tos. Interesting. I actually have it in Steelbook. Do you? Yeah. Oh, cool. I have the, uh, I've got the DVD box set with the three in, which is numbered. Oh, nice. And then I've got a standard DVD of the last version they put out, because I wanted the documentary on the extras. And then I've got, I've got, oh, I've got a Steelbook. I've got a Steelbook Blu-ray. What am I on about? Oh, there you go. Yeah. I got that, and then I've got the standard Blu-ray trilogy set as well. And I probably will pick up a 4K at some point. Although maybe I shouldn't, <laughs> given those special effects. Well, uh, you'll get it. it cool, so no, it has been recommended to me. Someone has said to me, "No, you, if you, you need to get the 4K." Yeah. Same with yeah. same with we, Evil Dead Two. Yeah, yeah. If I can ever get into the 4K game, there's certain movies I'd like to have as 4K. Yeah. Oh, I, I watched Jaws in 4K the other day. Oh, I bet that was so good. Do you have a soundbar going with like speakers and the the music? Yep. Yeah. Fucking wonderful. <laughs> I know it's one of those movies where it's, it's like a carpenter flick or the exorcist where the, the, the soundtrack makes the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, Jaws, 45 years old yesterday, Jaws, and it never gets old. I know, right? Fucking brilliant film. Anyway, we did Jaws, we did that a long time ago. Thank you, Steven Spielberg. Yes. But please don't make another Indiana Jones. Yes, correct. We don't need it, please. We just fucking don't. Nope, Still don't. a trilogy as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, with that in mind, talking to trilogies, <laughs> let's move on to Evil Dead 2. You know what? The Indiana Jones franchise is the only franchise I've seen 100% in the theaters. Really? Yep. I've never seen Raiders of the Lost Ark on a big screen. I have. Saw it when it was released. New release. Ah, came out. okay. It was really good. Yep. I saw the others as they released. But yeah, not that I was a bit young for that one. Yeah, I can't think of any franchises that I've seen all in the cinema. I'm sure there must be one. No, I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking the other day, I've never seen a Robert England Nightmare on Elm Street film in the cinema. Really? Yep. I saw the remake. Yeah, never saw any of the Robert England ones. I was always too young because they were 18, you see. Oh, right. Of course. Of course. And Halloween, I've only seen the Rob Zombie ones and the recent one. You know, it's funny. I think the only one I've seen in the theater was Halloween 2. you never seen the first one? Not in the theater. Oh, I thought you would have. No, that was about the time where, you know, you're a little bit young to go alone to R-rated movies. So you got to have a parent go with you. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, Ooh. What's that? What's happening? That was a... <laughs> You've got a chihuahua. Did you hear it? Oh yeah. Obviously, she didn't like that franchise. It was good. It was good. It was good. Oh well. All right. Okay. Right. All right. All right. Evil Dead Two trailer. Four years ago, in this quiet forest, in this cozy cabin, something happened. Something so frightening. Something so deadly. 
so evil. We prayed it would never happen again. Now, from the creator of Evil Dead, comes Evil Dead 2. kind of lost that one didn't we yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> right evil dead 2 from 1987 directed by sam raimi and starring bruce campbell sarah berry <laughs> start again sarah berry dan hicks cassie wesley de have there um, well fuck that i ain't saying that start again bruce campbell sarah berry dan hicks ted raimi denise pixler <laughs> john peaks lou hancock and scott spiegel who plays a fake shemp Ooh. Right then, IMDb synopsis for this one is The lone survivor of an onslaught of flesh-possessing spirits holds up in a cabin with a group of strangers while the demons continue their attack. Right. Right. We're going to probably fall out now, aren't we? Explain to me this movie, please. Explain it to you? Okay, I'll explain. I'll explain it to you. I, I don't. This was one. Okay, so I love The Evil Dead. Four out of five stars for me. Yeah. Everything kind of falls apart with these next two for me. Okay. Because um, this one is not a sequel. This is just a simple retelling of The Evil Dead, only they made it funnier and more goofy. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> it is Are a sequel. Are you sure? I'm positive. Are you sure? It is a sequel. Okay. All right. But the sequel starts approximately seven minutes in. Okay. The first seven minutes is a retelling of the first film. Correct. Of which they couldn't use the footage from the first film to rights issues and all that sort of stuff. And they couldn't get the actors back to reshoot it. So obviously it was years later. So Sam Raimi basically reshot it, scaled down with just Bruce Campbell and his girlfriend. Right, right. And that's what it is. And the bit where the demon hits him and he flies off against the tree, that's where Evil Dead 2 starts. Okay, all right. Is that clear enough? That's clear enough. Right then, so it's a sequel. Okay. (laughs) It, It just, it doesn't, I understand that part of it, but it just... It almost appears like they ignored the first one and just did a second one. Yeah, and you can do that. That's what the recap sort of serves it to do. If you've never seen the second one, uh, the first one, sorry, you could go straight into this one. Right, right, right. Which a lot of people have. I know people yeah, who, yeah. I know people who've never seen the first one. But I see what you mean. Calling it Evil Dead 2 when a bit of it isn't a sequel. But I see what Sam Raimi was doing. He was recapping the first one. Couldn't use the footage, so he reshot it. Okay, and that makes sense, and I didn't didn't realize, you know, that little, little tip. But it is, yeah, and if you don't know that, because even then, if you think, well, the first film ended with Ash getting hit by a demon. Correct. Credits roll, and then this one starts, and you're thinking, why is he going back there? Right. Which right. is, yeah, I thought that when I first saw it, and it's only because I saw um, an interview with Sam Raimi in Fangoria or something years ago. Right, right, right. But I knew what it was. Okay, okay. So, what? What do you think of this one? Okay. 
I always have a good time with Evil Dead 2. I think it's really good fun. It's very much of that mid-80s horror comedy thing, you know, with Reanimator and Texas Chainsaw 2 and those types of films. I always lump it in with those. In terms of Bruce Campbell and his on-screen persona, this is where it all begins, really. I, I think you're right. I, yeah. I, I definitely... It it transitions from a cast movie to the Bruce Campbell show, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. And, you know... It, Obviously, Sam Raimi putting him through his paces again, but you actually watch the physicality of what Bruce Campbell is doing, like that bit where he's punching himself in the face. Yep, he, flips, yep, yep. he flips himself over, which he actually For does. Sure. You know, that's that takes some doing. That's good stuff. Again, I think Blu-ray hasn't done it any favors in terms of special effects in, no. pla- in places. No, no. And you could say that about the first one, but there's a charm about the first one that the stop motion stuff has, which isn't in the second one. It's almost like I, I know that they were only six years apart, but it's almost like you expect it with the first one. When you put the second one in, you expect the effects to be a little different. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just kind of a weird expectation. And you, you can see there is a difference with the bigger budget, the way it's shot, the film stock they use. And Sam Raimi's obviously come on as a filmmaker. And you're saying Bruce Campbell sort of owns the show, really. So there is a step up in terms of that. I've got to be honest. And I do love this film, and I do rate it very highly, but I don't love it as much as a lot of people love it. And I find it, every so often, somebody will ask me a question about Evil Dead 2, or one of the Evil Dead films, and I'll go, is that in the second one? There are bits of the second one I don't always remember. I could quote you the first film. I could describe every scene to you. But in the second one, I I go, did that happen in the second one? Do you know what I mean? Yes. I find it slightly less memorable. That said, it's only 80 minutes long. It does show where it's going to head with its humour. And obviously the last scene of the film, where, you know, you end up in the whole medieval thing. Right, 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 right. I don't think it's quite as nasty as its reputation suggests. I mean, I put on the Blu-ray yesterday and there was a, a thing that came up that was obviously the original cinema warning from the US. And due to scenes of such intense horror, nobody under 17 will be admitted you know, really? Yeah, it's on there, and you watch, oh, and you Lord. think, nah. Oh Lord. I don't think yeah. it's aged as well as I don't think it's aged as well as Reanimator, and I don't think it's aged as well as Texas Chainsaw Two. Yes, and yes. And I don't think that's. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing in on Sam Raimi's part or Bruce Campbell's part or anything like that. I, I don't think it's anyone's fault. I just think I don't know. It doesn't hit as hard as the first film. I absolutely, absolutely, uh, thousand percent agree. Yeah, I think the inventive this is there, and you could obviously see this as a filmmaker with style, and this is an actor who knows exactly what he's doing, and the ingredients are all there. And I just think in nineteen eighty seven, yes, you, it was probably fucking amazing to go and see this. I mean, I saw it a few years later on video. Looking at it through twenty twenty eyes, yes, I still love it. Yes, I still think it's a great film, and I'll say now I'm going to give it four and a half in terms of entertainment because it does really? entertain me. When I, it entertains me when I sit and watch it. And I watched it yesterday and I'm trying to think now, well, that scene there, did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> I watched it, I watched it last week and I was only mildly entertained. So don't, don't hate me, but I can only give this one a three. Okay, understandable. Like I say, it's, I think it is a film you can nitpick this a lot more than you can the first one. And I think maybe because it's held in such a high regard, you can nitpick it, if you know what I mean. Yes, it's yes, not perfect by so. any very, means. Very, very much so. Yeah, and say so I enjoy it. Well, it, it's like listening to an album, you know, some of those sort of mid 
mid-term Paradise Lost albums, you know, like Believe in Nothing. You sit there and you listen to it and you go, oh yeah, this is quite good. I quite like this. And then and days later you go, what song was that album on? Did, how did that riff go? You, know, you, you can't quite remember it. Whereas Draconian Times, you can sit there and hum the riffs from, if you haven't listened to it for years. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah and I think yeah. Evil Dead 2 is like that. It, it's, it's great comfort food while you're watching it, but I just think over the years it's probably been overtaken by other films. It, it just, it, I mean, it just doesn't hold up as well as it did when you, when you saw it the first few times. Yeah, I think its reputation is more than it actually is. Yes, yes, and that's not a slam against anybody. No. That's just kind of it just is because I, I I don't think I don't think the first Nightmare on Elm Street has aged particularly well. It's still a classic, but I don't think it's aged particularly well. And I think the same thing with Evil Dead too. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I showed these to my son, and we sat and watched them because he loves Sam Raimi as a filmmaker. He's a big fan of the Spider-Man films, and uh, we showed him. I showed him the Evil Dead films, and the first Evil Dead is his favourite. Okay. All right, that makes perfect sense to me. And he he said he, he finds Evil Dead 2 too goofy. Yeah, that's a, actually that may be the best description of Evil Dead 2 I've heard. Your son, your son gets points for that. Yeah. <laughs> In places, I think it may be. But again, I you can see what Sam Raimi's trying to do. He's obviously got the Three Stooges influences in there a lot more. Oh, of course, of course. And, of course. you know, it, it's, oh, who, who make this a Hanna-Barbera cartoon come to life sort of thing? You know, right. Is it Hannibal or Warner Brothers? You know, those old cartoons. It's one of them. Right. Come to life. Like I say, it's just, I do like it. Bruce Campbell's great. I love Sam Raimi's inventiveness. It's still there. You know, things like the scene where he chops off his girlfriend's head and then the, the stop motion of the uh, body dancing around with no head on. I thought that still looked really good. You know, a lot of those individual effects. Yeah. Watch, oh, hey, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah and, and, then, and then you're like, right. Then you get that hillbilly pop up and keep going, Bobby Joe, Bobby Joe. No, 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 get rid of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Doesn't yeah. work for me. But yeah, for me, it, it's four and a half dead Bobby Joes out of five in terms of entertainment. But yeah, with a caveat that I'll likely forget about it tomorrow and have to watch it again. Yeah, exactly. What's your score? Oh, you said three, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Okie dokie. Right then, with that in mind, as you don't like Goofy and things like that... <laughs> We'll move on. I, I, I don't mind Goofy. Okay, well, that's good. I, I, I love Tucker Dale versus Evil. Well, this is sort of like that. Let's move on to Army of Darkness. Sure, sure. sure. Let's play yeah, that trailer. Good trailer. In an age of darkness. May God have mercy upon your souls. Something's wrong. Something's amiss. At a time of evil. You shall die! When the world needed a hero. The swallow us all. And about to die! What it got was him. Groovy. You know your shoelace is untied. He's a 20th century guy. For that arrogance, I shall see you dead. Trapped. In the Middle Ages. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. This is my boomstick. Now, let's talk about how I get back home. Foretold by a mystical book. Within its pages are passages that can send you back to your time. Forewarned by a wise man. You must recite the words, Platu, Berata, Nictu. I got it, I got it. Fulfilled by a wise guy. Platu, Berata, Nictu. 
only spoke the words, the army of the dead awoke. Now, he's got a date. Give me some sugar, baby. With the army of darkness. You found me beautiful once. Honey, you got real ugly. Sound the trumpets. Raise the drawbridge. Drop the Oldsmobile. From Sam Raimi. Ooh, that's gonna hurt! Director of Dark Man. Comes Army of Darkness. They live. They breathe. They suck. Army of Darkness. Right. Army of Darkness from 1992, directed by Sam Raimi, starring Bruce Campbell, Marcus Gilbert, Richard Grove, Bridget Fonda, for some reason, Ted Raimi, who's in pretty much all of them, Patricia Tallman's in this, you like Patricia Tallman, don't you? Yep, yep. And Ian Abercrombie, he's also in it as well, and the IMDb synopsis is... A man is accidentally transported to 1300 AD where he must battle an army of the dead and retrieve the Necronomicon so he can return home. Right, right. Okay, I get the feeling you're not so keen on this one. Um, I think that's, that, that's, that's a true story. What I like, I like the original telling of Monty Python and the Holy Grail a little bit better. Oh, see, I don't like Monty Python. See, I think this is a, it's kind of almost a retelling of the Holy Grail story. It's, it, it seems to have been inspired, at least in my mind, a little bit by that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that, yeah. It, it's, I, this one has never tripped my trigger. I mean, I, I, I have the Blu-ray because you gotta be a completist on things. I, I admit that. Mm-hmm. But I just, boy, they, I, I just, it just doesn't, it does absolutely nothing for me. I, I, I I'm sorry to everybody who loves this. I, it just, nothing. Okay. It was, it was a slog to watch this one. Oh. I, I gave it another try. I thought, okay, all right, I gotta watch it. Is it gonna be any better? And I, it's just like, every time I put it in, I'm like, oh god, I gotta make it through this. But it's just one of those movies that doesn't, I can appreciate the second one. And the third one, it's got some great, I mean, the skeleton army scene. There's a lot of cool effects in it. Yeah. But I just, it just does nothing for me at all. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening to the Ancient Slumber podcast. We are now switching our microphones off. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, Army of Darkness. I remember this coming out. I remember a friend of mine telling me about this before it came out because he was a big Evil Dead 2 fan. And, uh, oh, it's going to be brilliant. It's going to be Bruce Campbell and he's going to be in the medieval time. And he's going to chainsawing up zombies. and It's going to be that. And, yeah, when you watch it, I've got to admit, in 1992, I was a bit like, really? This is like Clash of the Titans or something, you know? Right, exactly. I always had fun with it. I always liked it, but I never loved it. I always thought, mm, yeah, it's a bit shoddy. It's a bit, it needs a bit more blood in it. There's not enough sort of horror in it. The comedy's taken over. And I watched it, oh, when did I last? Not, I'm obviously, I watched it yesterday for, for the show, but, um, I watched it probably last year, I think with my son. Okay. Okay. And I had more fun with it than he did watching it last year for some reason i don't know whether it's because it's the blu-ray and the picture looked better or anything like that i i really liked it more 
and then I watched it again yesterday after watching Evil Dead 2. And yeah, it's grown on me. It's really, really? Gr- it's really grown on me. And I think out of all the Evil Dead films, this is the one where my opinion of it has changed over the years. And I think with Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2 and the remake, I've sort of watched them and then I've met formed my opinion and that's never changed. Okay, okay. But Army of Darkness is the one where over the years I've gone, eh, watch it, eh, not so keen, eh, oh yeah, I like it, no, I don't like it. But so the last two times I've watched it, I've liked it more and more and more. And yeah, I laughed at a few bits of it, and yeah, it's daft, of course it's daft, but I love what Sam Raimi's going for. I love those big um, set pieces he has of Bruce Campbell going through a forest and the moon's high in the background and the trees are, you know, he's going going for that gothic look and all that sort of stuff. Yep, yep. And I've got to admit, even though I don't think it's probably as technically good as Evil Dead 2, I actually probably enjoyed watching it more yesterday. Really? Yeah. It, it's, I mean, I know I didn't like it as much as Evil Dead 2, but it, you know, you know how sometimes you get something kind of stuck in your craw and you can't get past it? I think this is one of those movies yeah. where my initial, you, you form an opinion and you just can't come off that opinion for whatever reason. I'm like that with The Shining. <laughs> God, me too. I hate that movie. I don't hate it, but I don't like it that much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, and it's just, it, this is one of those, it's a lot like The Shining, where I just like, everybody seems to really enjoy it. Yeah. And I'm like, not really. No? See, I know I know a lot of people who don't like this. They'll like Evil Dead 1 and 2, and they skip this. Let's go, no, don't like it. It's not, not an Evil Dead film. But it is. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. And I think this is peak Bruce Campbell. I don't think he was ever any better than he was here. Acting-wise, and it, yeah, he was really good, for sure. He made Ash into a total arsehole, which, and he, his line delivery and his comic timing is just brilliant. Yeah, it, it is. And again, some of the special effects are really, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just didn't care for the whole storyline. It was just weird. I think some of the effects have aged better than the ones in Evil Dead 2, to be honest. Actually, I would agree with you on that 100%. Which is unusual Absolutely for 100%. 90s horror films, because a lot of 90s horror films look terrible on Blu-ray. Right, right. I think this one works. For sure. That said, I don't rate it quite as highly as I did with Evil Dead 2, because because my opinions changed so much. I mean, if, I, if you'd have asked me 10 years ago a star rating for this film, I'd have said, ooh, three at a push. Really? Okay. Yeah. Going on yesterday's viewing, I'm giving it four. I'm sorry, what? Four. <laughs> solid four. Absolutely. <laughs> I enjoyed the hell out of it. I, I'm at a solid two and a half. I just can't get off that. That's still not bad for you, though. Yeah, no, it's not bad. I was expecting you to go good. one and a half. No, no. No, okay. It's, yeah, I, I have a lot of fun with it. I might watch it again next year or the year after, and I might go, absolutely, actually, this is rubbish. I doubt it, but I might. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I just think it's, it is what it is. You're either going to like it or you're not, and I do. Okay, yeah. And that, I think there's no middle ground. Either you like, yeah. you, you like two and three or you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, especially three to me is almost a commitment to, you know, sit through it if you don't like it. It's like, oh boy. Yeah. I, I, if you watch it without having watched Evil Dead 2, then you might be even more baffled by it. Right, right, exactly. But um, no, I think it's good, and it's you know on the Blu-ray they've got the alternate ending, which I think is fun as well. I think right. I, th- I think either endings work. Obviously, the one in the supermarket where the deadites come back at him, I think is probably the better one. But um, 
Yeah, and it, it still manages to uh, squeeze in uh, Sam Raimi's car. <laughs> what car is that? Is that a Datsun or something? No, I don't know. I used to have one that looked like it, but I, I don't remember what it was. But um, he sort of squeezes it into all of his films, doesn't he? And then you sort of think, yeah, well, how is yeah. he going to squeeze it into a medieval film? But he does. Right. <laughs> and I love it. Go. He got into the remake, right? And it's in the remake too, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I love that scene with uh, uh, Bruce Campbell when he's addressing the uh, the knights. He calls them what primitive screwheads, which is an an insult I actually really love. Right, right. And you've got this is my boomstick and hello, Mister Fancy Pants and all that sort of <laughs> stuff. Which again is delivery there. It's peak sarcastic Bruce Campbell, and it, it is, it is. And it, obviously, I don't know where I get my sarcasm from, but this may have been a slight influence on him. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not. If I ended maybe. up in a in a medieval world, that's probably how I'd be as well. Especially if you had a shotgun with unlimited shotgun shells. That's true. Yeah. Right, right. Where's he getting the petrol for that chainsaw? <laughs> we haven't even gotten to that part of it yet. <laughs> yeah, let's not delve too deeply into these queries. Oh, no. oh goodness. And how does it actually stay on that stump? Um, it's got a locking mechanism. I've never, I've never seen a chainsaw that has a hole in the end for you to put a stump in. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> but, you know, but it, but it's great, you know, we can jump up and, and thrust your hand into the chainsaw. Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, it's totally daft. It's totally stupid. But it's it's Army of Darkness and I'll always defend it against other horror comedies. I think it's better than a lot of these uh, so-called horror comedies we're supposed to get nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Sounding like an old man, but yeah. Horror comedies is... Um, it's tough. It's a tough nut to crack. It's yeah. It's a tough mix because you've the, the the two genres of film or of anything really that are very subjective. Right. Right. One person finds horrific or funny, another person won't. So to get that mix, you know, and Sam Raimi is one of the guys who can do it with Bruce Campbell. Agreed. Agreed. And obviously, the unsung hero of the Evil Dead series is Ted Raimi, which we haven't mentioned. <laughs> That's true. I, I love he's Ted all of them, right? I don't think he's in the first one, except the first one. I bet the second and third one for sure. Yeah, he's there. Henrietta in the second one, and then he's one of the knights, I think, in the third one. Or right, he's coward. He plays the cowardly one, doesn't he? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, and of course, Ted Raimi has to die in pretty much every film that he's in. I think. Of course. <laughs> Absolutely. He's got to be catching Danny Trejo up for the person who's been killed the most times on screen. <laughs> Danny Trejo, I know. Totally. He's been killed by, like, uh, Danny Trejo especially. Let's see, he's... Who hasn't he been killed by? And that was the shorter. <laughs> I think, yeah, because he, he's overtaken Christopher Lee's record now, hasn't he? Yeah, because uh, Michael Myers has killed him. Yeah, yeah. That'd be an interesting show. Talk about all the killings of Danny Trejo. We may get to some Danny Trejo. I fancy delving into some, uh, maybe some machete action at some point. Sure, why not? Absolutely. Because uh, me and my lad watched both of those last night. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. I said, to, where else can you get a film where you've got Danny Trejo, Tom Savini and Mel Gibson riding along in a fucking Star Wars land speeder <laughs> with glow-in-the-dark machetes? Fucking brilliant. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do machete at some point. Anyway, anyway, we got one more film to do here today. Evil Dead. Let's play the trailer.
2013 directed by Fede Alvarez I think I said that correctly starring Jane Levy Shiloh Fernandez Lou Taylor Pucci Jessica Lucas Phoenix Connolly Elizabeth Blackmore and Stan Davis and maybe just maybe Bruce Campbell just maybe just maybe. IMDb synopsis is five friends head up to a remote cabin where uh, the discovery of a book of the dead leads them to unwittingly summon up demons living in the nearby woods. Oh, we've heard that before, haven't we? Yep, yep. Okay, I did see this one in the theatre. I I as well saw it in the theatre. Did you? Yep. I didn't see you there. <laughs> I, I came out of the theatre and I loved this movie. Really? I I really 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 liked this movie when it came out of the theater. Okay, I thought it's great. I thought the missed opportunity they should have, you know, used raining blood and, and, and the end yeah. music. Yeah. I mean, it, it was. It screams for that. <laughs> it, it, it well, it literally does. Sorry. All right, good. Yeah. But yeah, no, I took my son Ryan to it, and he really enjoyed it. We we loved it. I thought it was really good. But you're talking in the past tense, so does this change? Uh, I talked in the past tense. Okay. I watched it about a year after that, or two years, or, you know, when the when I got the Blu-ray, and it was, it was yes. okay. And then I watched it, I watched it kind of last night, and I'm like, oh, oh boy, this is really? not holding up as well as I remember. Okay. It's, I like how they did it. It's completely... If you're gonna, if you're gonna do a remake, at least 
you know, it parts your own stuff to it. And I think Teddy Alvarez did a great job of that. Yeah. You know, it's got the, it's got things like the, um, the car, the necklace. There's a lot of nods to the original Evil Dead, but yeah. it just, it, it's, <laughs> the movie tried to be darker and more serious, but the level of gore was a comedy level. Okay. Yeah. I see and, what you mean. And, and that's what's getting me. And that's when I was watching it last night, I'm thinking, man, there is a shit ton of gore, but it's not done in a kind of an offhanded, humorous kind of evil dead way. It's kind of in a serious way, almost. Mm. And you're just like, oh, okay. And, and I love some of the scenes. I love the scenes where the long-haired guy is clipping the barbed wire to open up the necromonic, the, the Book of the Dead, and, yeah. and, and how they did the handle the translation, and how he did the rubbing. I really liked that scene. I thought it was really inventive. But you know, some of the some of the gore was just so over the top, but they tried to take it way too seriously. Hmm. Okay. And and it's not that I didn't like the movie. I was just it, it doesn't seem to be holding up on the rewatches for me like the original Evil Dead does. Okay. Fair point. Fair point. Okay. Um which cut of the film did you see? Um I think it was just the plain old Cinema cut. Theatrical cut. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I I bought the Blu-ray when it came out. Yes. So I don't believe there's been time for a director's cut at the time. Well, there is an extended cut. I don't know if it's been released in the US. It didn't get released over here either. I've got the uh, UK theatrical cut. I've got the steel book that's got the DVD and the Blu-ray in. Okay. Okay. But last year I purchased the... Extended cut. There is a, I think it's Swedish Blu-ray, but it plays, okay. it's region free. Okay. Okay. And it's the extended cut. So there's a bit more gore and a bit more, a few more scenes of it here and there. And it does play a lot better. Okay. Okay. It does play a lot better. But with your reservations about it, it might not because there's more gore in it. If you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I, I know exactly what you mean. What, what, I mean, what did you, you know, and the whole, opening scene yes a little bit unnecessary yeah i get that i do like it but yeah it is you could chop that scene out and it wouldn't make any difference it's got nothing to do with nothing i think it's to do with to set that girl up as the demon uh, uh, yeah that the, the other character sees late in the woods later on but why it has to be that particular character i don't know that's the trouble when you've got people with long hair playing demons and playing the main characters and they all look disheveled, it's a bit tough to tell who's who. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So is the demon supposed to be the girl from the beginning? Is it supposed to be a demonic version of Jane Levy's character, or is it just a long-haired demon? Right, right. So that can get a little confusing. But yeah, okay, Um, I came out the cinema in 2013, because the trailer was around for a long time, and I thought the trailer looked really good. And I came out the cinema, and I went, yeah, that was good. Okay. I didn't love it. But I thought, well, if you're going to remake something as stylish as Evil Dead, which is very much a director's hallmark of a film, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, aren't you? Whatever you do. Right, right. If, if you copy Sam Raimi, that's what you'll get accused of. If you don't copy Sam Raimi, you get, well, it's not very fucking Evil Dead, is it? So <laughs> I think fans, I think Fede Alvarez did what he wanted to do. He obviously had Raimi Campbell and Robert Tappard as producers who obviously shaped it and added bits here and there and 
the tie-ins to the original Evil Dead don't overpower it, which is good. No, it, 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 that was good. They, they do not in any way, shape, or form. They don't hammer you over the head with it. It's no. there's, there's bits in there. If you've seen the original film and you're familiar with it, you'll know what they are. If you you're haven't, right. it doesn't matter. It doesn't take anything away from the film. Correct. I think the gore is good. I think it's very good. I like the look of the demons. I love, you know, the imagery of um, Jane Levy's character in the basement in the dark. They recreated that well, did it in a way bit different from the original film, but it still felt familiar. There are bits in it. There are niggles. The bit where the car falls on her arm and she pulls her arm out and rips her hand off. I did look at that and go, bollocks, that wouldn't happen. But then again, <laughs> me saying it wouldn't happen is like saying, well, the Book of the Dead wouldn't happen, really, is it? So you just got to, <laughs> you just got to uh, go along with it. Like my son said when we watched Friday the 13th Part 7 and I just said to him, the telekinesis thing really takes me out of this. I can't take it seriously. He says, no, but you can take seriously Jason coming back from the dead seven times. Oh, no, good point. (laughs) Stop spoiling Friday the 13th for me with your millennial knowledge. Stop it. Quit it. Quit it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let me enjoy it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a great modern horror film. I think if you have seen The Evil Dead, you're a fan of The Evil Dead, it doesn't do the original franchise any damage. I also think if you haven't seen The Evil Dead or whatever, you can go into this and not really be... uh, You don't have to read up on anything before you go in, apart from the little cut scene at the end with a certain Bruce Campbell in it. Yep, 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 yep. There was me and only two other people who stayed behind in the cinema for the scene because I knew it was there. And we we all sort of gave each other a little look. It's like, yeah, we know. We're the fans. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else had left, and we were like, the guy came in and said, "Oh, the film's finished." And so I was, "No, it isn't. It's not over yet." And then Bruce Campbell popped up at the end with groovy. I went, "See, we know." <laughs> so yeah, I mean, big missed opportunity to have Rain in Blood playing, but I suppose you've got to pay rights to have Slayer songs in your f- film. I'm sure you do. Maybe that would have been a one step a little too on the nose. That might have been a little too on the nose. Maybe, maybe. But I did like it. I like the way she kills the demon in the end with the chainsaw up the middle and all that sort of stuff. That looks really great. I'm pretty sure it's extended on the um, on the Swedish Blu-ray. I think there's a little bit more to it than there is in the theatrical. How could there be more? Ah, well, you'll just it's, have to find out. It's raining blood. She's chainsawing it. There's blood going everywhere. How, how could there be more? I know. And trying to start a chainsaw and pick it up quickly and swing it around when you've only got one hand is... That, that takes talent. But, um, yeah, there's some good stuff yeah. in here. There's the syringe, syringe needles in the eyes and all that sort of stuff. And when that the nurse character cuts her mouth open and all that, which is in the trailer, it's all good stuff. I think the, the actual plot of why they're at the cabin because she's on drugs, I think is it's OK, but you've got to get them there somehow, I suppose. So, yeah, I'm not particularly keen on the main guy, which is Shiloh Fernandez, because obviously they play the trick of he's supposed to be the Ash character because they put him in a blue shirt and brown cords. I I, I know, right? right? Spoiler alert, he's not, which is pretty good because he's not exactly charismatic. But um, I like Jane Levy. I thought she was very good. She was very good. Agreed. I actually like the character of Natalie, which is the girl with the long blonde hair. She's the one who carves up her... her uh, arm with the um, electric knife. Right, she's the, the token hand-cutting-off one, yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah, She's uh, plays one of the girlfriends of one of the guys there. Yeah, I thought yep. that character was good and her scenes were very good. The only thing I didn't like is Lou Taylor Pucci's character, Eric. He's, he gets a lot of abuse in this film. 
he gets he's the one who gets the needles in the eyes and shot with a nail gun and this that and the other i didn't like it when he when he came back as the zombie i didn't like his effects it looked a bit too cartoonish okay i i get that i get that he seemed to look different from the other characters when they when they came back as deadites it just i thought oh they've gone a bit too much with him right right didn't look right, right. And also the other thing I pointed out to my, how to spoil something. When he comes out with a nail gun, I said to my son, when you do film studies courses and you have to do things like movie tropes and all that, I said, nail guns, that's one. I said, they don't work like that. You can't just go around shooting nails at people. So, so again, to talk about a little niggle with the movie. Yeah. So, I'll take demon, I'll take demons coming back, but I'm not having nail guns that, they don't work like that. Right. They work of, off out pressure. Of, out of, out of nowhere, this guy is, installing or repairing a casing on the door with a nail gun. Yeah. No other home repairs done. No, nothing has been cleaned, but by God, the casing with the nail gun, mm. we're going to fix that only to introduce the nail gun. Yeah, exactly. And you can't shoot nails at a nail gun from a distance like that. It doesn't work. It has to be pressed up against the surface. They work off of pressure <laughs> <laughs> and they don't shoot like bullets. <laughs> they don't go through you. Yes, they do. In every movie I've ever seen, nail guns shoot like bullets. Yeah, so every time I see a film where, you know, you see someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger pick up a nail gun and go after someone and you, and you go, yay! But that wouldn't happen. <laughs> but then again, diesel cars don't, wouldn't blow up like they do in films because diesel burns at a different temperature and it doesn't explode like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You could have a bucket full of diesel and you could throw a match in, no problem. Exactly. It'll just kind of go up. Do the same thing with gasoline. You're going to set yourself on fire. I'll say, if you're quick about it, you can do it with petrol as well. But yeah, yeah, diesel burns at a different temperature. It doesn't. So when they do this, shoot the petrol tank and it explodes <laughs> on a van that works off diesel. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> it won't happen. I know. I know. All you'll know. get is a hole in the bonnet of your fucking van. Anyway, but, but here, but again, home repairs, cabin out in the middle of nowhere. Filthy as hell, but that casing got fixed with the nail gun. Well, you, the other thing you have to bear in mind about this film is you're making a film with teenagers or young people going to a cabin in the woods to fight demons after we've had 20 or 30 years of spoofs of that type of thing. Yes. So how yes. are you going to make it serious? How are you going to yeah. make it believable? I think Freddy Alvarez does it. I, I see what you mean about, yeah, it's tonally... We're supposed to take it seriously, but then there's buckets of blood being flung around at the end. Right, right. And I think maybe there's a, a way... You could do that with a way of escalation that maybe uh, a more experienced director may have come up with. Yeah. But yeah. I think for for a, a modern horror film that's got blood and guts and demons and blood, I think it works. I think it works. And I think it makes, it, I think it makes a better companion piece to something like Demons than it does to Evil Dead. Yes. I, I absolutely, I can agree with that. I think that will work. Um, the only thing that I think, I know the reason they put Bruce Campbell in it at the end to do that little cameo. And there was talk of them doing a sequel to this film. There was. That ties Bruce Campbell in. Uh, no, don't. It's different universe. I can't, I can't see how you can have Sam Raimi's Evil Dead in the same universe as this Evil Dead. Right. Right. Me neither. They're completely different universes, for sure. And, uh, yeah, well, I'll I'll come back to that in a minute. So what's your final score for Evil Dead? Uh, The remake, I gave three and a half. Three and a half? Yeah. Higher than I thought you'd go. Okay. I give it four. Interesting. A solid four nail guns that don't work like they should out of five. (laughs) 
Yeah, again, it's what I thought it was good when I saw it, and I've watched it. I've probably watched it about half a dozen times now, and since okay. it f- first came out in the cinema, I may have watched it too many times in close succession. But I still think it's right. a good modern horror film. Right. And if you, I would advise anyone if you can get hold of the extended cut, then do watch it. Cool. Okay, so with that in mind, have you seen Ash versus Evil Dead? I have seen most of it. Okay. How do you mean by most of it? Um, I think there's like three seasons. I've maybe seen like one and a half seasons. Okay. Yep. And it is, it's actually quite decent. I, I was, I was actually impressed when I, the first time that I watched it, I haven't seen it in a while. I, I, you know, had every intention of watching it for the show and well, you know how that goes. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it and I thought it was, um, much more in line with the original Evil Dead with me kind of humor and stuff going on than the second or third one. And I I really liked it. I just keep running out of time to finish stuff. <laughs> okay. Well, you know my feelings on TV shows. Yes, you hate TV shows. I hate TV shows. I, with the, I hate... With, with the passion, yes. I hate TV shows that take something I love and stretch it out over 20 weeks for no fucking reason whatsoever. Agreed, agreed. Hannibal Lecter, Norman Bates... The Exorcist, it's unnecessary. I mean, I fucking struggled with the first season of Gotham, and I'm a diehard Batman fan. It's like, God, where is this going? I know. I will say this. You guys have a much better approach to seasons and episodes than we do. We consider a TV show episode or a season to be like 20-plus episodes. Yeah. You guys don't. You don't do that a lot. We do six. (laughs) Between six and ten, and that's about right. Yeah. I mean, you, you get the plot, be. you move it along, and you, and you go. <laughs> yeah. Because 20 episodes? Oh, for the love of Pete. Get yeah. rid of some of these episodes. Yeah, absolutely. And Ash vs. Evil Dead is the exception to me. It's the one that I do like for exactly that reason. T- season one was 10 episodes, half an hour yep. each, and it is yep. literally yep. Bruce Campbell going nuts with a chainsaw and a, and a yep. shotgun. Yep, yep. It's exactly what I want. It's really, it's, it's what I think when people talk about Evil Dead 2, it's what I think Evil Dead should be. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I that. Agree. Forget the subplots, forget everything else, just have that. Yep. Yep. And I think they nailed it. I haven't seen season three. Um, I'm, I do own season one and season two on DVD. Um, I'm waiting for the price to come down on third season and I will get it. Season two I thought was great. Ted Raimi was in a lot of it as well as his friend. Absolutely brilliant. And, and I'm with you. The, the 10 episodes, half an hour, they're not an hour long, half an hour long episode. You get in, you get out, you make your point and yeah. that makes it, it, it's better. It's, it's just better. Yeah, there's no massive long subplots. There's no sort oh. of, we'll drop this plot on episode four and come back to it on episode 12 while we've had eight episodes of exactly bugger all. You know, I know. I'm looking at you, walk, Walking Dead. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. So Evil Dead to me, they got it right. And there's only three seasons and maybe that's a good thing as well. But it's all the American dramas. Every drama's like that. It's 20 oh, yeah. episodes, 22 episode seasons. And you're like, oh, just make it end. Make it end. Exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, Evil Ash vs. Evil Dead, I absolutely fucking love it. Yeah, I mean, for me, it would rank somewhere between uh, four to five stars. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would. Yeah. I dare say I would probably watch Evil Dead, the original, and then go on to Ash vs. Evil Dead. <laughs> yeah, yes. It's an, actually, it's an awesome direct sequel. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's a perfect sequel to the Evil Dead. 
Yes, yes. And it does it does reference Army of Darkness in places, so it's not writing those things off either. So right. if, if you like that sort of thing, then it's great. The other thing I was going to mention, Sam Raimi does this a lot. He's done it a lot over the years, but he's just announced there's going to be an Evil Dead 4. Okay. Information I have is it's not tied into the Fede Alvarez remake. Okay. So if Fede Alvarez does a sequel, it will be his own sequel, no one else's. And he has spoken about doing that. Um, so this Sam Raimi one, Evil Dead 4, Bruce Campbell has said he's not going to be in it because he's retired the character of Ash now. Okay. And they have said they are looking for a female heroine to take up the mantle in Evil Dead 4. Interesting. Thoughts? Cautiously optimistic. Okay. Sam Raimi has said this before, that he's going to do another one, and then he never does. Okay. So but do you yeah. do you want to see more? Um, I would go see it. I'd go see it, but do you want would, to see more? No, not really. I, yeah. I mean, I've done. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've done. I, I think that the Ash versus Evil Dead uh, series kind of just, that's it. I'm done. It, yeah. it was a nice, it's a nice ending. It, it, it was kind of, you know, carried it into modern day. It was kind of funny. Okay, we're done. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty much where Bruce Campbell's coming from as well, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although he he is voicing Ash in a new Evil Dead game, which is good. But um, yeah, it's I don't know. See, I don't know whether controversially or not, the fact that they said in the press statement it has to be a female heroine or a female lead. Right. Is is there a reason why? I don't know. Write a character and then cast accordingly, or I. I don't know. Am I getting into I, dangerous territory here? You're getting into dangerous territory. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes. I'm not saying it shouldn't be a woman. I'm just saying it's with Bruce Campbell not being in it. Right. If you're going to make a complete change, why make it an Evil Dead form? Why not start a new franchise or make it into Freddy Alvarez's sequel or do something like that? And I agree. Why? You've already got the, the three. If you're not going to. Done your original trilogy. Right, right. So I don't know. We'll see. It's almost like making a Halloween movie but not having Michael Myers. Yeah, exactly. They did that. It's called Friday the 13th. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, and I, obviously, I don't mean the Halloween 3 because it was different at the time. But, I mean, you know, they've made... If you did it now. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah that ship has sailed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, it's gone. It's left the building. We're done. Stick a nail in it. You know, stick a fork in it. All that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, it's weird because I mean, I say I love Sam Raimi, I love Bruce Campbell, I love The Evil Dead, and 25 years ago, if you said to me there's going to be another Evil Dead film, and blah, blah, I'd have gone, yeah, yeah, brilliant. But you know, 25 years ago, if you said to me George Romero is going to make three more zombie films, I'd think that was fucking brilliant. And then look what we got. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you'd have said to me when I was six, there's going to be a Star Wars TV series, it's going to be on every week, I'd have gone, oh, it's the fucking best thing ever. And then you watch them and you go. This is crap. What? Oh, too much Star Wars. <laughs> Don't need all this stuff. Yeah, I hear you. I yeah. Hear you. I'm, get, yeah. I'm getting old. <laughs> War is not always better. No, that's very true. That's very true. Yep. But we'll yep. see. We'll see. Maybe some good... Like I said, he's announced things before and they've, and they've never come to fruition. So uh, Correct. Everybody has. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So now is the time that we have to rank the Evil Dead series. But it's super easy. It's super easy. So what's your, what, are we going least favourite first? Yeah, we'll do least favourite first. Up to a fair. Okay, what's your least favourite one? Army of Darkness. Okay. I struggled here. I went either Army of Darkness or the remake, and I think I'm going to have to put the remake. Interesting, okay. Watching Army of Darkness, I really enjoyed it this time. 
Gotcha, gotcha. But that said, that's going in my number three spot. <laughs> yeah. And number two goes in my three spot. Okay, my number two is Evil Dead 2. For its faults, it's Evil Dead 2, and it's, you know, it's still entertaining. Uh, actually, for me, number two is Evil Dead Remake. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So I guess we both got the same number one then. Yeah, of course. The original. Great flick. Yeah. Yep. I said, if the others hadn't happened and he kept it as one, it's, it would still be a great film. Right. For sure. But, um, oh, yeah, I love the Evil Dead. Yeah, me too. Oh, I only watched it the other day. I might well go and watch it again. <laughs> nice. I might go and watch one of the older editions where you can see where Sam Raimi's added bits onto the camera film. Like the moon over the cabin, you can see the square he's cut it out from. <laughs> it's not on the new remaster. They've gone over it properly. <laughs> I love it. You can see stuff like that. I am looking for a VHS copy of it, though. So Okay. All right. I'll keep my eyes open. I don't have one. So if anyone can get one really cheap, I'd love it. Okay. Because I've seen a few, but they wanted a lot of money for them. So. Right, right. Okay. All right. We got a bit of feedback. Oh, nice. Go ahead. Have a guess who it's from. It's got to be Blue. Yeah, of course. Nice. Our loyal listener. Our loyal listener. <laughs> and Blue says, Hi, guys. Blue here with a bit of feedback on the Evil Dead films. I didn't like the Evil Dead when I first saw it on VHS years ago. I think that was more to do with the higher tape being watched so many times it was almost knackered. Yeah, that used to be a problem. And yeah. the fact that when my dad hired it, he popped it on the... He popped it on and felt distinctly uncomfortable at the tree rape scene that he promptly switched it off and told me to make a cup of tea. Yeah, we didn't mention the tree rape scene, yeah. So it was years later when I watched it for what was me, the forbidden fruit of the horror world. I was not disappointed, although why did they have decanters? Sorry. Although why did they have decanters but only paper cups? And why does it always have to be dark and stormy night before shit really kicks off in any horror film? It's called Atmosphere. I, for- I forgot about the decanters and all the paper cups. Yeah. <laughs> I eagerly awaited the shenanigans that would inevitably happen when you get a group of young adults together, but no, not even an upstairs touchy-feely. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you count the lassie getting a bit of wood outside, I think those trees have been dropping up a bit of miracle grow, if you know what I mean. Yes. Anyway, I digress. The demon lasses are great. It looks like they're all suffering from drastic PMT all at the same time, being held to live with and screaming constantly. Yes, like as middle-aged men, like we need to know that. Talking of screaming, I sound a bit like that lassie who got run through when I stubbed my toe. My God, she could scream for an age. Yeah, she could scream. The stab to the ankle with the pencil was ace. Have you heard about the constipated mathematician? He worked it out with a pencil too. Uh, Don't quit your day job, Lou. Do not quit your day job. Sending jokes in now, dearie me. You know, we really didn't even talk about the tree scene, I guess, but did really have to. No, not really. It's it's there. It is what it is. It's un- yep. yep. There you go. <laughs> yep, exactly. Blue continues. I love the view from the cellar hatch in the room. You only ever seem to look into scary places rather than from them. So that was good. Yeah, that's a good point. I also love the twitchy body parts after one of the possessed dead girls have been chopped up with the axe. I love all that kind of blood and guts. And at the end where they melt and ooze is disgusting. I loved it. The only thing I don't like about the Evil Dead is the shaky cam bits. Puts my stomach right off. And because of that, I give it four and a half possessed PMT ridden women with oozing sores out of five. Yes. Right. Evil Dead 2. Well, Ash is having a really tough night, isn't he? I love the animation and puppets in this film. And the headless corpse dancing with a chainsaw is brilliant. Yeah, I like that as well. Ash's hand gets possessed, which is the thing I remember the most. It's the Evil Dead made into a comedy. In fact, it's like watching a possessed episode of Spitting Image. You wouldn't know what Spitting Image was, would you? 
Do you know Spitting Image? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah. Okay. It's hilarious and gory all in one. I give it four headless corpses oozing with goo out of five. Army of Darkness. Well, this film is just silly. It takes the comedy to extremes, and on first watch, I hated it. That was until the little tiny Ash stabbed the big Ash with a fork in the arse, and I was sold. Yes, it's silly. Yes, it's a bit slapstick, and that skeleton army is amazing. The battle is fantastic, but I do miss the possessed folks all oozing and screeching. I'm sure this film is the illegitimate child of the Evil Dead and Blackadder, and I really quite enjoy it. I give it three and a half blown up skeletons out of five. Right, I'm back off to the naughty step. Until next time, best wishes, Blue. Thanks, Blue. Thanks, Blue. So, pretty much on board with us, I think? I think so. Yep, I think yep, so. for sure. Yeah, Evil Dead. She did uh, mention the tree scene, we did not. No, we didn't. <clears throat> I don't know whether I'm just um, numb to these things now, but it doesn't stick out to me as anything worse than anything else. I, I, I must be in the same because I completely forgot about that. But then again, you, you look at the filth that's on my shelves here. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. So yeah, I know Sam Raimi felt uncomfortable about it afterwards, and uh, that's why he didn't put it in Evil Dead 2. And uh, yeah, it is what it is. He made it, it's there, it's, it's it's a horror film, it's meant to horrify, and it does. So there you go. Yep, exactly, exactly. Well, thank you, Blue. Thank you very much. Feedback. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Right, I suppose we ought to mention what's happening next time. Yes, let's mention that one. Because we did something a little different, because as you know, as you know, there is a, a Facebook page that's been set up by Blue and your good self. Yes, mainly Blue. Mainly but Blue, yeah. Yeah, yeah yep. because I have no access to Facebook, so I can't see what's going on. <laughs> or can I? <laughs> yeah, so Blue put up a poll. She asked you for two franchises and then asked me for two franchises. And she put them on the poll and to see what we were going to cover next time. And yep. The one that won was Final Destination. Exactly. What was your other one? I, I'm trying to think. I don't remember now. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I can't remember. I said Hammer Frankenstein and something. I think I said Reanimator, maybe. I can't remember now. It could have been, yes. I I, got, I don't remember. So, no, you got your own way. We got Final Destination, <laughs> which I'm sure we would have got to at some point anyway. You know, I actually, when I put that in, I was actually kind of uh, hoping it was the Hammer Frankenstein ones. I was kind of looking forward to that one. Yeah, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We have Final Destination. I might have to take notes on this one because it's a film. It's a series of five films. With, it's basically just kills, isn't it? Uh, yes. So yes, I might have to be, write down which kills are in which film. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, been a while since I've seen them, so I will dig my DVDs out. Yeah. I got I got them on DVD as well, and but yeah, I'm kind of excited. I love the I love the the stupid the stupid uh, franchise. I love them. Yeah, as we were saying off mic earlier, it's been a few years since I've visited any of these, so uh, I know which ones I liked and which ones I didn't back then. So we'll see if my opinion has changed. Same here. I'm I'm. It's been a long time since I watched them all in one fell swoop. I don't know if I've ever watched them all in one. You know, I'm not entirely sure I have either. Then again, I haven't really got a day where I could do that, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting, and I I often take at least some small notes. But yeah. Okay. Yes, say I might have to this time. Yeah, I think you're gonna have to. I think you're gonna have to. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Well, that will be coming up in a couple of weeks' time, hopefully. Candyman. That's the one I put in. Was Candyman. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That's that's on my list here. We will get to that at some point. Or maybe we'll wait for the new one to come out. That'll be interesting. 
Yeah. Interesting. I mean, not a lot of people voted, but a few did, which was nice. But Final Destination only won by one, one vote. There was a number of people who wanted to do Hamburg's Frankenstein. Really? Yeah. Oh, you bastards. We could have done <laughs> That's interesting. Right. I'm going to get people I know on Facebook to vote next time. I'm, I might even open an account and then just vote and then close it again. <laughs> it reminds me of it reminds me of one of the podcasts out of the stairs where they where they did a poll and Duncan accused Baz of, of getting people to vote for a certain one. <laughs> <laughs> that would never happen. <laughs> you would never ever ever do that. No, no, neither would Baz. He's a good boy. Oh right. fuck me! I've just had a thing, an email come through. Deals of the day. The Dark Knight Trilogy, 4K Ultra HD, 9 disc set, twenty six ninety nine. I really shouldn't. <laughs> the Dark Knight Trilogy, 4K is only $26? £26. Which is, which is basically the same thing as dollars, yeah. Ooh, wow. Oh, that is so tempting. Oh, and the Matrix Trilogy as well, same price. Steady, steady. Oh, why? Why are you doing this to me? Let's have a... Anyway, I'll do this off air. Anyway, we better hang up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Chris. Okay, we'll be back. Thank you very much. We will see you in a couple of weeks' time with Final Destination. Oh, shit. No, I didn't say. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at ancientslumberpodcast at gmail.com or you can get hold of us on Twitter at ancient underscore slumber or you can go to the Facebook page uh, which I don't know the address because I'm not on Facebook, but I'm sure if you go to Facebook, it would be on there somewhere. So thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. Say goodbye, Myron. Goodbye, Myron. Bye. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now, Jack and shit, and Jack left town. Shed.